You are listening to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. I am joined once again by my two buddies, Mr. Steve Brokoff, Drew Stick. What's up, gentlemen? What's going on? Not much, man. Good to be back. Been a while. I know. It's almost been a month. Had a nice little vacation and uh, back in town. You know, here we go. Back in your town? My town? Yeah. Hey. Hey. I had a vacation too, don't tell my boss hey. <laughs> The last time we were here was about, jeez, uh, almost a month The 22nd of July? Jeez yeah. Lots of lots has happened My goodness, hold on, hold on, I, li- I like this horn section All right, so uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Then uh, we're probably gonna have to skip some stuff, so we're gonna go through those really fast because there's a lot of more important things we should be talking about, right? So, uh, see what happened since then. What's some major things that happened here? Uh, the loyal faced the lights, and we won two one. We got a revenge win, yep. at home, so that's good. That was our yeah first home victory, right? The first home right, victory. So oh, that's right. Big deal. That's right. Yeah. The, the the only other game that we played at home versus, uh, actually, yeah, was that the only other game was against the lights when it was a one one. To that oh, point, man. yeah. Okay, and then, uh, dude, uh, apparently, Irvin Raúl Parra likes to score against his former club every single time. Pretty cool. Yep. So maybe we should just like loan him to uh, Phoenix real quick, and then bring him back <laughs> for one game. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> and this match also featured the uh, now that doesn't matter the upside down crest. We're gonna talk about that a little bit uh, later on in the show because we definitely want to discuss that and make sure that we uh, you know really get into that uh, the way it deserves. So, anyways, also the 29th, four days later, we were supposed to play a game against uh, Galaxy Two. Turns out it was not to be. That was the eleven-player uh, outbreak from uh, there. So, oh, that's just, right. Just so to summarize that, eleven players yeah. tested positive. Why was that was a uh, abundance abundance of caution, uh, abundantly abundant. Abundantly abundant. <laughs> it's funny. All the statements now just reflect that statement. Like that's the standard USL statement yeah. when they cancel now. But yeah, the abundance of caution was definitely more needed there. I think than the uh, future cancellations. For well, sure. here's the thing: is uh, this one bothered all of us and it was uh pretty annoying because the club had already cl- uh bust up there right i mean it's not too bad i guess they where they go carson so it's only about an hour and, oh, two hours hour and a half two hours up there to to play this match and and then it was delayed last minute so they were already up there Trip- about an hour and a half beforehand not right as- like five five ten and they were supposed to play at like seven ish yeah. is kind of when i saw it right so it was not as bad as another Incident we'll talk about, which you know, the, yeah, the that's, Vegas what, match that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, still, I mean, you know, it's 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 still a, a bus ride up. It's it's late delays. You know, it, it it is what it is. Um, one of the things the club has come out and talked about, and I think it's worth mentioning, is um, there's been some frustration I've seen online in reaction to like, well, why are they even traveling? You know, without getting results beforehand. Um, it's definitely worth noting that you know Brady's is Loyal's partner and. Um, in that comes benefits and benefits is, you know, they get testing and radius provides results as quick as one day turnaround or within one day turnaround sometimes, but other clubs, you know, not all other clubs have, you know, healthcare sponsors or partners to kind of get those quick turnarounds. So it's not always possible to, to kind of do that, especially in this time frame where, you know, we played that 725 match that was Saturday and then 729 is a Wednesday. So you know, that's, that's a super quick turn when you're talking about, you know, COVID test that, you know take a long 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 time to get back so it is what it is i'm ultimately just happy that they got the results in time and did postpone the game um because what might have been with how many players that would have played um you know what how how that could have affected our players health and safety so i'm ultimately glad that it happened um but it still sucks at the same time so 
That's what it is. I'm with you, man. As okay. a person who works for a company who manufa- doesn't manufacture, we distribute the tests. Um, I would say that, yeah, there is higher quality tests. We have some of the best tests for our group, which is fantastic. So our players get a faster turnaround on their testing times versus other teams might not have it as quickly because they're just using standard tests, which take longer to come back or just standard groups that might not provide them the results as fast as our group, who the second they get the results from Radies, they're you know letting the club know. So that, that's the difference here is that we just have amazing partners. So it is one of those things where our team is a little bit more prepared sometimes than other teams, even if they do test as much, um, just because our tests are a little bit better and our group's better. So it's an advantage in some ways, and in other ways it can be a little bit frustrating, but safety first always. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the way the club handled both instances personally. I, I think it's really admirable the players' ability to mentally reset because getting your legs ready, getting your whole head ready, morning of, I'm playing a game today, that's a totally different day than most days. And to be able to turn around and then try and play again and, and play pretty admirably in both those games, um, it, you know, speak, speaks a lot to me personally. So I'm really proud of them. But at the same time, it's what we live in in 2020 now. It's this... Uh, uh, live by the moment, as you will. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you that didn't know, today's episode is brought to you by Radies Children's Hospital. They don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Radies. Hey, man, they saved my brother's life. So every episode for me is brought to them as far as I care. So. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That. And, and like, uh, you know, Steve said, we're just lucky. We're blessed to have a partner in Radies Children's Hospital, which has provided us with the best tests. And it's happening consistently right and they're able to as you guys may have heard in the news you know they're able to test all of these you know false positives and and things like that and verify pretty quickly and get our results back a lot faster than most clubs so we're definitely blessed to have them so thank you shout out to radies who doesn't know they're sponsoring this episode Uh, but with that being (laughs) said i think we need to actually get into the bulk of the show and just start really getting into some conversations because there's so much that has happened and to be fair, guys, we want to apologize, but we've been very, very busy. It's been kind of crazy. We've been like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? And, uh, you know, Steve decided to, for whatever reason, take a vacation in the middle of our podcast season. Oh, but it is what it is. We're going to just all blame it on Steven. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. 110. No, you guys, are you guys sipping on anything? What, how long? It was we planned go, for a while. So it's, you know, you had a oh, baby. Oh, that's true. You had a club. Yeah. So this is this was not out of the blue and you more than well deserved it. So I was uh, happy for you and only jealous to see your pictures of the open wide wilderness that you got to enjoy. I keep I keep forgetting your favorite. Give us a favorite uh, 15 seconds out on the lake. Uh, Drinking beer on a boat. Yeah, I was, that's really it. I was gonna say I need to remind <laughs> I myself. To say. I gotta remind myself to not say anything bad about this trip that Steve took because he is bringing back some beer that I'm gonna hopefully get to drink. That is true. That is true. So I should shut up now. Okay. I'm being <laughs> Are you guys sipping on anything specific today? I I, I sure am. Uh, one of our partners, local partners, um, Second Chance Brewing, Mulligan. Nice. Perfect mm-hmm. amber. Ooh, I for love this, that. That's yeah. This, this Thursday evening. But what about you, Drew? I'm, I'm, I sound different tonight, and that's because I'm having wine. So none of the other podcasts have I been drinking wine. Most of them, I've been having a stone beer or second chance or uh, one of our, you know, or thorn actually as well. So this is uh, a different podcast for me. So if I sound a little bit more French or uh, NorCal and sell, say hella a lot, it's because of what I'm drinking. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to get over to Three Punk also. And get some beer, but I haven't been able to. I'm gonna do that this weekend. I'm gonna make up make it a point to go over there. But today I'm actually drinking one from the reserve. Uh it's from Evil Twin in New York City. But it's an Imperial Berliner Wise with sweet cherry mango orange. It's like Ooh. a sour. Mm-hmm. It, it's great because we're celebrating still, you know, having to be at home. So it's called E. T. Stay Home. Nice. Oh it's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Solid. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Did you just hit the mic, Drew? Hey, wine glasses have fun sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Uh, we, I think we have to touch on this first just to get it out of the way. Obviously, now it's been, you know, it's, it's been two weeks since this statement was made. We, it took us a little bit longer than it probably should have. Maybe we can t- touch a little bit on that. But we did have a official local statement regarding the upside-down crest. I'm going to read it real fast. 
Uh, last Saturday, this was <laughs> a long time ago, uh, was our first home win of many, but our taste was left bitter, not from our IPAs, but because our San Diego loyal chose to use our crest as part of a stone brewing marketing campaign. We strongly denounce such usage of a symbol, which should be treated as a badge of honor, upheld in the new forms as a responsibility. We love stone, stone brewing and San Diego loyal. Their partnership has brought us many more hot buds in a shorter harvest than thought possible. But such levels of synergy are not without their missteps. As it is our duty to convey this to the club, we must publicly make it known. We will always stand up for our supporters loudly in this and every further instance. And let's, I mean, Steve, do you kind of want to touch on why we felt the need to do this, this statement? Yeah, yeah, I'd be um, happy and proud to. Um, so when this first kind of came out, um, on our weekly Thursday call, they kind of gave us a heads up that the stone, um, you know, logo, the, their marketing on the, on the kits would be upside down, but they didn't give any indication that the crust would be as well. Um, at least that I heard. So, you know, when I kind of first heard the, the stone would be upside down, I was like, Oh, that's, you know, all right. That's, that's kind of their new marketing thing. That's, that's cool. Whatever. And then on, on Saturday and match day, when it kind of, you know, the, the post came out and, um, the pictures started coming in from the stadium. Um, it kind of just hit me wrong. You know, that, that, that crest, you know, we were told that it, it was ours. We were told that it, it meant something to us and that it, you know, it, this wasn't the club's crest. This was San Diego's crest. This was our crest. Um, and then they, you know, they kind of, they kind of went and, and did that with it. And, and it, it kind of felt like they were using it in a way to, manipulate or promote or do something instead of just leaving it right side up over the hearts of the players over the, over our hearts um the way it should be you know i i think it, it it's got to mean something it has to remain something that the club builds around you know that that no matter what happens that crest has to stay solid um you can change jersey colors from white to orange to black to tory to whatever color, but that crest has to stay. Um, and the fact that they, uh, they kind of chose to modify it. Um, it just hit me wrong. It hit honestly, a lot of people in our leadership, we have a Slack channel that we use to communicate in, internal. And, um, you know, there were pretty, pretty, uh, strong comments, you know, from a lot of our leadership that echoed kind of the way that I felt about it, the way that you, Jerry and you drew felt felt about it as well. Um, talking to, you know, plenty other, locals members um felt about it as you know alongside um after that you know obviously the match went on um after the match we did reach out to the club um because we do have a you know a good working relationship and we kind of just said hey you know what was the deal with that that's that really you know hit us the wrong way um and they kind of explained a little bit and, and we kind of said you know hey like this is something that we don't agree with um we kind of made our voices known um, and, you know, after talking internal, we kind of discussed that, um, you know, I don't think the private conversations were enough. We should really make it known to our members, um, how we as leadership and we, um, as elected leadership, you know, how, who have been elected and, you know, given the opportunity to speak for all the members feel about this. Um, we feel strongly that, um, that's, it, it shouldn't be that way. Um, in those conversations with the club, I'll backtrack a little bit. They had kind of explained a little bit um, and to communicate that to you, our listeners and members, um, you know, they, they kind of explained that Stone hasn't taken back one cent from their sponsorship deal, um, even through the pandemic or anything like that. Um, so they, they kind of chose to do this to stand by their sponsor who stood by them through this crazy season, through this hard time. Um, Stone has been so good to the club. Um, you know, it could be pretty easy to extrapolate and say, well, you know, stone signed up for how many people going to the stadium, how many people buying their beer, how many people looking at, you know, the, the sponsors and buying the kits at the stadium and looking around and seeing the branding and building and growing this club as it rapidly ascends. Um, and then, you know, this, this happens, the pandemic hits and, um, it, it, it wouldn't be hard to kind of put two and two together and for stone to go, yeah, you know, I know the contract says this, but, um, you know, this isn't what we signed up for. And obviously I'm not a lawyer or attorney, so there's 
I don't know how those things really work, but it's pretty easy to see that there's probably a way that they could have backed out of something and they didn't, not, not one cent. So that's kind of the club's reasoning of why they chose to go, go forward and do it. Um, that being said, we still felt strongly enough to kind of come out and make the statement. Um, I think it's just like the statement says, um, which is, which is kind of, we felt compelled and, um, even responsible to, to kind of say something publicly about it. Um, because that crest means something. And, uh, if, if, if they're going to wear it and we're going to wear it with pride, um, we have to hold them accountable and hold them to that standard as well. So that's kind of my spiel on it. Um, I don't know, Drew or Jerry, if I miss anything, please, um, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it as well. Yeah, I actually want to explain to those people that are just coming into the sport or, or into the supporter culture that is built in uh, North America and actually in the world. Explain a little bit as to why we felt this way um, and also kind of the response that we got. But, uh, Drew, is there anything that you want to add yeah. to what Steve was saying? Steve gave an impressively presidential answer. Yes, um, I So agree. that allows me to be more effusive with mine. So... In that, I would say that Steve is extremely correct in that, as I said previously, I love Stone. I think Stone's a great company, and I think that they'll do amazing things for not only this this sport in the city by sponsoring this team and doing what they did um, to kind of bring Loyal into the mainstream, if you will, uh, literally. Uh, and I don't think that that's lost on me at all, that we were a soccer group of people hanging out, and that when Stone joined the party, it became a very much a mainstream affair. Um, so they've done a lot for this club that, uh, wasn't really imagined when we set out even in October or September with this first idea of the supporters group starting to form, um, uh, in terms of like actually manifesting and becoming people to me, they have done everything that has been asked of them, but to the same point, it's not a knock on stone. And again, it was an addressment directly to the club. We love both of them directly. We wouldn't be a supporters group if we didn't love the club, right? We love so much everything that goes into this. And that's why we felt like it was cheapened, right? And that's the word I'll use. It felt cheap. It felt like something that was a gimmick. Uh, that's the word I'll also use, is that a gimmick and that it was cheap. And if you want to convince me otherwise, that's fine. We can have a conversation. But those two words in the English language will hold up against what happened, which was that they used a symbol that is meant to mean more, as Jerry said, to supporters and to people all around the world, Um uh, you know, if you were rooting for a European club and they did this, how would you feel? How would the supporters feel? And no way are we in those ranks of history or uh, having that kind of, uh, if you will, community kind of understanding around our club even yet. But to put our stick in the ground and say, this is where we will say we have a respect and we have a higher elevation for what we want to do and i think our ownership has said that since day one including you know from the highest levels from andrew from warren they aspire for more and so to us we similarly felt like we wanted to hold them to a standard that we felt like you know we would be of that higher you know top tier ilk uh we wouldn't accept this kind of thing so i i do think in that sense it is both sides but i love i love everything about both sides here and i love where the idea came from I just don't generally love the output, and I think that that's the hard part, right? I love it, but it's not—it's not the fulfillment. It's you know, it felt like it was something that was uh, thought up in a small group, and similarly, our our response is thought up in a small group. And I think that moving forward, if we can all have more of a communication about what's best for everybody and what feels right for everybody, uh, the happier we'll all be. And so, yeah, that, that's, we've done that's a lot really... of that in the last two weeks since since this happened. We've done a ton of that, and I feel so much better. Right. Like yeah. I already feel better. And that's, that's all really well said. I'll, I'll echo what you guys said about my spiel with that is that was, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. Yeah, so for, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, I'm done. I love, <laughs> um, I love stone and I can't wait to wear it for the next 20 years on my chest. I'll say that much. And I can't wait to wear loyal and the crest, uh, whatever format they just, the club decides to take, because I think this was not lost on them, but, uh, um, the, the, everyone understands how much we love this club. And I think that was really the intent behind all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so here's the thing for there's there's a lot of newcomers to the sport because of San Diego loyal. There's a lot of people in San Diego that decided, Hey, I've never actually followed any team in the sport of soccer ever. And I'm just going to 
jump in on this because this is a local team. And so there is, of course, going to be some people that are confused about our statement that are not going to understand exactly where this is coming from, what it's about. As a matter of fact, and some of the things that I heard and that were said to us after the statement was released was things like, you should be glad that Stone is our sponsor and giving us money. You should not be whining and complaining. Why are you even saying this? Like, why do you complain they didn't do anything with your crest? Uh, okay, so let me give you guys a little bit of a education. soccer education. When it comes to the crest, which, by the way, anybody that you ask in the club, specifically Mr. Ricardo Campo, he used to call it a logo. And there was a lot of people calling it a logo around, and I would always correct them, and all of us in leadership would correct them. This is not a logo. This isn't a business. Yes, it's a business. At the end of the day, yes. Okay, we get that. But in the soul of a supporter of a supporter person, of an actual supporter, the crest is what we claim as our own. This crest is what represents us, right? And I'm not talking about the locals crest. That is the same exact thing, but this is our club. If it wasn't for the loyal crest, the locals crest wouldn't exist. Okay, so that's where I want you guys to understand that the San Diego Loyal Soccer Club crest is very much something that has meaning, that has power to us, and that also has a responsibility to represent the entire city of San Diego. That's the same way that every single club views their own club's crest. Okay, and when there is an when there is another club that you see as your adversary your the one club that you hate right your enemy what you do usually to their crest is you'd flip it upside down to show your distaste for that club whenever there is something that's going on on the field as a supporter if there is something completely wrong going on on the field and it's just been going on most of the time you're gonna see tifos right the the banners the trapos that you see out on the stadium you're going to see the supporter groups flip those upside down as a sign of dislike as a sign of being upset and not happy with this it's always a negative that's attached to something being flipped upside down in soccer do you guys kind of get this so when this happened and it was because of a marketing campaign we had to say something it is, yes, okay, so we should be glad that Stone has given us money. Absolutely, and we are. This was not against Stone. This was about our crest being flipped upside down. And they could have very easily kept that crest up right side up and the Stone logo upside down. But yep. again, they did it to show, uh, and this is, you know, coming from the club, they did it to show that they were there with them as well, just like Stone has been with the club from the beginning. So, yes, it makes sense. We had this line of communication. The reason that this was released was because we just needed to make it public that we are we are standing up for our beliefs. There's a few people within the supporters group that may not understand that and they don't feel like we're representing them with this statement. And that's fair. And that's fine. And us as leadership, we have to make that decision. And that is why you trust us in leadership. And if you don't, then get more involved is all I can say. Uh, at yep. the end of the day, we have certain moral, certain standards that we have to go by. And so I just want to make sure that you guys understand why this was done the way that it was. If you go back and read it, it does say our crest. And people thought we were talking about the locals crest and got confused. When we say our crest, sometimes we'll be talking about the locals crest. Sometimes we'll be talking about the loyal crest because that's also ours. Steve, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that um, we definitely got a ton of responses and stuff like that. Um, but I feel, you know, we're taking that to heart. Um, you know, we're yes. listening to you guys. Um, it's it, it matters. Um, the way we approach this, you know, as leadership, we felt it, it was our uh, duty to kind of come out with this. And we got a lot of response saying, like, good, you know, this that didn't hit me right. We got a lot of, res you know, I'd say less response saying, like, well, yeah, that doesn't represent me. I think I think that was cool. Or this is a miss. This was stupid. Um all I'll say is we've taken all that in and we've talked about it. 
we will continue to talk about it and we're going to open more lines of communication. I think Drew, you'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. I don't know if we want to get into that right now. Yeah, Uh, no, wait, little, little teaser. Stay tuned because at the end of this, Mr. Drew Steck has some very, very good news in regards to hopefully making it to where my nice voice, nice, hopefully making it to where a lot of you that are just, uh, you know, wanting to reach out to us in leadership and want to be more involved will have that ability so stay tuned for that because that's coming so the last thing we want to do is make statements and and act um to represent the members in a way that upsets our members right that's the point is that us in leadership are here to serve you you know you members you listeners um it's not our responsibility right steve it's not our responsibility to worry about the the club's money that's right. just something I wanted to say because no. people are like, you should be glad that you, well, that's not our responsibility. It's our responsibility, as you said, to represent our members. Right. And to hold, and I think Jerry, I think the thing that you said most that I'll emphasize is, you know, we're, we're holding the club to a standard. Um, some of the, a lot of the messages I got um, either personally via text or message or DMs or whatever was like, well, Hey, we might have a lot of like new supporters, you know, kind of like Jerry said, like, we might have a lot of people who are just kind of getting it. So making the statement is confusing a lot of people. And kind of my response back was, um, you know, I understand that to, to a certain extent, but at the, at the other extent we're, we got to set a standard here. We got to, you know, it, those new people, we have to, the new people who don't understand this have to, um, we, we want to communicate that this is not how things are done. And this is not how, we're going to sit back and accept things. We want to we, we want to hold the club accountable um, into a high standard, into a high standard that I think they want to hold themselves to. Um, and this is just we wanted to communicate to them and communicate to the public that we thought this was a mess. And um, I think we did that. Good, Drew. Anything you want to add before we move on? Because we're thirty minutes yeah. into this. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we said we wanted to just kind of you know we want to give the people a very fair look at all of this and what i'll say is i drew i know i know you talk about barcada every episode and you guys can't even play right now i stopped depressing me you don't have to do that um shout out barcada but <laughs> one of the things i learned when we first went to chicano park was the murals right the murals are on the basketball court you don't run into this with basketball a lot because you're not throwing the ball out of bounds but with soccer you usually in street soccer if there's a wall you play it off the wall so when we first moved to Chicano Park, we were playing a lot of balls off the wall. Very, very quickly, uh, people came to us. And not a lot of balls, but a certain amount of balls off the wall and off the fence. Uh, fence remained okay, and we eventually just to stay within the four posts of the, uh, the uh, basketball court. But we found out very quickly the murals have meaning. They have a much, much, much greater meaning than our purpose for being there and playing street soccer, which is fantastic and wonderful and free and, and all great. But... The murals themselves, the story they tell, and the story of the people that inhabit that park, and the meaning of that park to the people that own that park, as you know, part of their culture and part of their meaning, is so much greater than anything that we'll ever do in that park. So, to me, respecting that and telling people not even to lean on them or not even rest their water bottle or whatever up against the murals is something I've now taken a point of pride to point out to other people, even though those murals. You know, uh, again, I've had to learn about them and learn about their meaning and learning about their significance. Uh, personally, it is something that I now take pride in. And so I hope that seeing people that maybe don't understand yet or maybe learning certain things, it's a process. It's something where we're all learning. We're all figuring this out, especially as we're creating a you know large supporters culture in San Diego. It's never existed homogeneously like this before. So, you know, we're, we're all figuring out what everybody's tastes are, what everybody's tastes for announcements are like this. Uh, and ways to craft them in better ways. So we'll definitely do that in the future. We'll talk about it a little bit, but just keep that in mind. There's different things that when you uncover them, you feel like, oh man, I didn't even know. And this is, you know, kind of one of those things, I think. So thanks everybody. Love you for listening to this. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. And we're not done. Don't go anywhere. We still have some things we need to talk about, but we're, oh. we're just going to go ahead and move on from that statement. And, uh, you know, again, we have constant communication with the club. The club was fully aware that this was, going to be released as a sign of respect we just give them a heads up hey we're uh we're making a statement about how we feel just you know agreed to disagree but uh we're going to put this out there because we just felt it was it, it needed to be done so moving the, on from the uh, very uh, the very last thing i'll say on that is if you guys if any of our listeners you know members 
have anything else they want to communicate to us, feel free to reach out. Um, we'd still be glad to talk about it, still be glad to communicate about it. Um, maybe not pub- publicly, just because we do want to move on as a group. But at the same time, um, if anybody feels strongly enough to want to reach out, please do so. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's how we grow. That's how we oh, grow. Sorry, that is how we grow. So uh, moving on, we did have a match on that same day, actually. So maybe not the best of day to release a statement, but that, oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> August 1st, uh, first of the month. Faced off against Sacramento Republic, the uh, the Warren Derby. Didn't quite go uh, either one's way, unfortunately. Right? You got a point. I mean, it's an yeah. important point. That could be it the was. difference. For sure. It was, uh, you know, Sac, Sac Republic going into this, still a really good team. Like a really, really good team. Um, it was, yeah, it was a good point, I would say. Uh, the points that matter, the, the ones we need to really be taking is from our own group, right? Sacramento is not in our group. It doesn't. It's not going to hurt us too much right now. It does help us, obviously, that we get the one point. But, God, it would have been great to get three. Uh, oh, Steve got the stats. Throw them at us, man. You know me, man. You know me. Um, I mean, again, we won possession in that game. But um, possession has to have purpose. No. Yeah, look at uh, shots. (laughs) Look at shots 5 to 12, uh, Sac Republic. Chances created 4 to 11, Sac Republic. Um, Even going further, shots on target. We had more shots on target, actually. Um, Okay. That's not bad. But. No, it's not, no, yeah, no, seven, I mean, seven not bad five. at all, but um, more passes. So it's another game where I think we control the ball. We created some chances, had some shots in target, but couldn't find the back of the net. And that's, uh, uh, that's, that's kind of important in this sport. Um, yeah. It's going to be something we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. Unfortunate theme. You know what? <laughs> well, at least oh, another thing. On the 8th, we were uh, to be facing off against Las Vegas Lights for the third time. And uh, no one, no one hit the back of the net that day. So uh, that match was uh, canceled. It was delayed. No one yeah, hit the, the back of the bus, man. We're going home. <laughs> Jeez, man. So yeah. again, we discussed how be- we were a bit upset. Where right? we were like, ah, man, we yeah. didn't make, we got all the way to Los Angeles and made us go back. Well, guess what? Same thing happened in Las Vegas. They, we, this time they traveled Friday. On Friday. So- they traveled, uh, they, they stayed in a hotel, then they found out, and they bust home. Um, everything I right, think, and still, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think uh, they, and then they trained on Sunday. I remember, I saw the club put some, some content out, um, kind of interviewing Sal as they were training, or after training, and Sal said they didn't get home till like, 3 in the morning, and they were out there, you know, Sunday, I don't know what time, but that's 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 respectable, you know, that's commendable. Went out, and they, I think they you played. You gotta get the legs out there. They played yeah. a full squad around 11. Yeah, which is, I think, I mean, I think it's important, but, you know, that's huge props to the work ethic of uh, the players, the club, the staff, everybody to kind of pick up your laces and uh, time up and go play instead of kind of sitting there sulking and going, well, that sucked. Oh, my God, I can't believe we, you know, went all the way out there, stayed in a hotel, had to come all the way home um, last minute. Um, And I think it, again, goes to, uh, you know, we're lucky to have Radies as a partner, sponsored by Radies. And, uh, it is what it is you know it is what it is so that's another another postponement um, ah, no no schedules. no clear winner of the uh legends yeah legend yeah, shield cup yet no. to be determined to be determined oh gosh have you guys heard about that no no yep i'm trying to listen to our listeners that no they don't steve oh, what, what, what is this they, i don't think we've talked about it uh, enough at least the legends shield right yeah yeah so this uh this thing is a uh, it's real it's a wooden shield the size of I touched it the size of me it's uh, it's it's huge size of Jerry <laughs> and it is yep. it's basically a competition between the the locals and electric company Las Vegas and so what <laughs> what is how does this go so it's basically you know two out of three kind of it's thing aggregate. Oh, I aggregate. aggregate. There you go. So it's uh, and then it's just it's like a Champions League home and away where um the tiebreaker goes to away goals. Um, obviously in a regular season it would be you know one home one away. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've had two home matches against them and one away, so that that kind of makes it unfair as far as away goals go. Yeah. So we'll kind of see how the um the things go in that uh that Vegas away match and then 
Um, if we get to that, we'll have a discussion, but, um, so to be determined, yeah, it's pretty cool. They, they kind of reached kind of a little bit of a backstory here, maybe just a, a minute or two. Um, they reached out, you know, pretty early on, uh, knowing that once the schedule dropped, knowing that that was the first game, um, they did the design, they did the manufacturing, um, of it. It's a, it's a legit wooden shield. Um, they gave it to us. We just decided on the colors together. It's on social media, myself and uh, the president of the electric company, um, decided on that's the colors. Um, it is currently sitting in my garage, uh, still to be painted. It was something that we definitely would have done during a TIFO session or something like that, but obviously we kind of can't do any of that right now. So it remains unpainted in my garage, but it's legit. I mean, it's, it's like four feet by four feet. It's solid wood. It's, it, uh, it weighs a pretty penny or yeah, but it, uh, it's cool. It's it's a really cool design. You know, we're holding I've, it for ransom, I've, is what I heard. I heard we're holding yeah. it for ransom. In I think your it's, statement. There. <laughs> it's in I think your it's garage, pretty, so they have to come take it from us. I think it's pretty cool that they uh, they reached out and kind of kicked us off. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's, it's really sort cool. of pretty cool, like camaraderie between. We're protecting us the shield from COVID, especially as we were kind of establishing ourselves. We were working our asses off to get scarves and stickers and the crest designed and shirts designed. And I mean, the fundamentals of what the locals has become is all being worked during that November, December, January, even early February timeframe. Um, and that was a ton of work. So them reaching out and kind of saying like, Hey, you guys like this design. And we were kind of like, yeah, that, that looks fucking cool to me. So let's, uh, let's do it. And they, they, they kind of handled it from there. So props to them. Really good people. Um, great guests. Just great yeah. people. I mean, we we had our you know, opening day party, and it was like everybody was just happy we had a house, you know, opening house party. They showed up and they brought a gift. So, you know, in the form of proposing and kind of making sure that we had something to kind of anchor this story from. And and so I think that's really cool from them, honestly. And they were just really nice people. I can't say enough good things about them, even though we hate their guts and we're going to beat them. Just kidding. But they're um, <laughs> they they are they're good folks rooting for a team that's also kind of a joke in their own market. So I, I feel like they are good dudes to, to just kind of uh, and, and ladies and, and all in between just because it's um, you know really something that I think they they believe in what we be, we do which is you know soccer without borders soccer without um, you know pre predisposition to what it should be uh, just being a game that connects people so I, I think that that's really what's admirable and I really like that they've already tried to enter, engage with us in a way that's fun and, and playful yeah it's good and uh, yeah, we're basically protecting that shield. I don't know if you guys heard me. I said we're protecting that shield from COVID, you know, because if, if it was over there, even safe here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to it's Rome and by radius. Shout out to radius. Shout out to radius. Shout out to Rome and Diola. Who's over there? Tested negative. Just in case. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Had an wasn't invalid, it? but we followed it up with a uh, a negative test, so we're okay. Because oh, it is wood. Okay, it Drew. We're moving wood. on. What is it? They, so they traveled yeah. on Friday, came back on Saturday. Oh, are we moving on? I'm going to take the shot that I have that nobody yeah, else. Yeah, I saw. I saw that you ran out of wine, so go ahead, take that shot. Mm. Brought to you by Cabo San Lucas. There we go. Oh, geez. Is that what the shot glass is, Cabo San Lucas? Yeah, it's got a little parrot. It's a Cabo oh, shot gosh. glass. We get one everywhere we go at like a cheap airport shot glass to add to a shot glass collection. Yeah, we have that too. We okay. haven't done that yet. Yeah. Were you gonna say something, Steve? To go move no, it's saying all right. So it's it's a uh, yesterday's match. <laughs> so Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay, fine. Match. I was trying to not talk about it, but I know. <laughs> here we are. Stalling. It's starting to taste like toothpaste with uh, orange juice yeah. right here. Come on. So I started. I started somber, but in all reality, that was probably the best half of soccer that San Diego Loyos played. Uh, the first half. Yeah. Um, even great tidbits team. of the tidbits of the second half. Um, they played well. I mean. Jerry mentioned it earlier, but the Achilles heel remains finishing. Um, created a lot of chances. I mean, not only did we have possession and possession with purpose through the wings to progress the ball forward, um, I think Charlie did a pretty good job of controlling the midfield. Carlos, I think, had a really good game as well. Colin played a little bit f- further up the field. Um, it's just finishing, man. We just we need we need a finisher. We need an instinctual kind of forward who has a nose for goal, an ability to, to get ahead on a ball. There were a lot of really good crosses. Um, I think Toomey was like the only person who had a header on goal 
and Toomey's kind of, you know, not, that's not his game. So, um, I, we just, we need a striker and we, we really need a striker. Um, oh, so badly. Yeah. Another, another kind of band without a drummer, man. Yeah. Another kind of wrinkle I noticed was, uh, we had like this kind of new counter pressing thing that we did uh, when we lost the ball. Um, it kind of forced them to go long out of the back instead of building up out of the back. And that gave, that's really advantageous for us, right? Because we have three really tall center backs that are really good in the air. Um, so that it, we can kind of be a little more creative and risky up top and then uh, lose the ball counter press and maybe win the ball back, you know, further back in, we our, were talking own, about in our own half right? and, and go. So, yeah, I mean, we've got some stats here if we want to run through them, Jerry. But um, Drew, what I don't you want say? to take too long. Oh, touches, man. Like, the defense took a lot of touches. And what Steve's saying, so, like, our, our center backs, as you're saying, getting into the stats, took way more touches than anybody else, right? So yeah. what, you're, what you're saying is because we swarmed, and you could see it if you watch any. I rewatched some of the game today, and you have, um, you know, specifically, I'm thinking of, like, in my mind, like, flashing on three or four spots where you could see probably on film they watched it. Four guys, essentially, like a four-leaf clover, compress on a guy. You see four white shirts coming on an orange shirt the second they get the ball, right? You either they get the ball, you either press and get it back, or you foul in some way. But mostly we had such good defense and such good coverage from our four dudes that you didn't have to foul. If you got beat a little bit, the next guy's going to cut in because you made enough to stop him and grab the ball back and kind of pass it off to the one of the other two dudes who's then breaking away. Um in that it really was obviously something that they worked on. And that was the highlight for me of the first half for sure was seeing just those kind of clusters um, getting the ball back. Cause that's the most frustrating thing for me when you really lose a pass and then you're not able to get right back on it or you watch them have possession for two minutes. That was not the case. It seemed to be that they were doing a good job of trying to get the ball out from everybody's feet pretty quickly. Yeah. There was a few Our flashes. There was a few flashes of the past uh, I, that I still saw within uh, being able to hold on possession, I think they did it much better of controlling it. But there was a few times when you could tell they're they're still struggling with, um, with with the other team coming at them. Like yeah. there were certain instances mm-hmm. where they would let go of the ball way too quickly, just because uh, they were you know somebody was approaching, and I saw that way too many times in the past. It wasn't as much in this game. Uh, it was, I I absolutely agree with you guys. I think it was a much better game. Than we've seen from them that much better the best half for sure for this club, um, and I know he, he's you know I, I feel bad because I don't think that we are talking enough about Jake Finlinson's performance. I think he honestly yeah, yeah. did fantastic this game. Yes, they they put two past him, but he saved quite a few and he really did Could a great job. Oh, easily yeah. there was there was a quite a few plays where you could tell. And actually, I don't know if you were paying attention. You can hear him screaming at his players, keeping yeah. them informed, telling them where to be. I love, what, I love, I love, I love to hear that. He uh, he was a really good, important player. Um, of course, Metcalf gets the uh, man of the match, right, for this one. But I also would like to just say that yes, Toomey and you know, I mean, Colin Martin was definitely fantastic on the night. Yeah. But we have to. We also do have to give credit to Jake Finlinson because we were all wondering what the where's Kempen. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, I think Finlinson didn't step up when he needed to. Um, it, it's unfortunate that they did to put behind him, but I think at yeah. the end of the day, if you really look at his overall performance, he just he did real well. So, talking yeah. about that, I mean, let's get into the stats. Honestly, in this one, they don't matter as much. Obviously, at the end of the day, the two goals that were scored are the ones that matter. That matter, but. Still, it's really, still really good to see these numbers. I just have to say. So, Steve, you want yeah. to hit some of those? Yeah, I mean, just to highlight a few of them: uh, possession sixty-three thirty-seven, San Diego. Jeez. Uh, total shots twenty-two fourteen. Wow. Um, to to kind of narrow that down, shots on target seven to five. So only two more shots on target. But when you think about a couple of the sh- their shots on target were from either the the unlucky bounce off of Carlos's head that gave them their breakaway goal. To, to kind of shake things up because I do think that first goal that they had changed the entire complexion of the game. Just like an Does early post goal, shot you know, count one as of those... a shot on target. That's a question. Like the the massive breakaway post shot. I don't know, Jerry. Do you know that? Say that again. Is the sh- is the shot the off the post a shot on target? Breakaway. Yeah. It Ooh, count as a shot on that's a good question. Let me look it up right now while we're talking. Okay. Um, yeah. But I, I I do think that the, their goal kind of changed everything in the game and it highlights just how important it was for us to be able to put away 
one or two of those chances that we had in the first half where we were just creating and dominating. I mean, I'll say that they, I think they kind of dominated the first 10 minutes. And then from that 10 minute mark until the halftime whistle, I think we had the better of the possession. We had possession with purpose. We were swinging crosses. Um, and that's highlighted by um, the cross number. We had 31 crosses, 31 crosses to their 10. I have the answer, so the, by the way, whenever you're ready. The success rate, I mean, we only had seven successful crosses. Um, so that's 23%. Um, not a great percentage, but at the same time, you know, that's still 31 to 10 crosses. So that's clearly part of the tactical setup is, you know, play the ball through the wings, cross it in. Um, a few more, a few more run through stats that have stood out to me. Corner kicks, 10 to one, 10 to one, 10 corner kicks. Um, and I think that even highlights how much we're missing Joe. Joe is huge on corner kicks. So, um, mm-hmm. excited to see him back whenever that is. No idea. He frees up Grant that too. Is. Grant's great. And he makes Grant more available. Right. So all of that helps. And the passes, 610 to 359. Um, I mean, that's an insane difference really goes that, that also ties into the possession, right? If you have more possession, you're going to have more passes, but, um, that stands out to me. So, um, controlled the game. I think we played really well. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably know that that's just how soccer is. Sometimes, sometimes you can really play well, you can dominate a game, you can, but if the ball doesn't bounce your way, if you don't get that lucky deflection and you don't get that breakaway, you don't, you or, and or you don't finish your chances that you should be finishing. It is what it is. Jimmy had a couple good chances that we didn't put away. Um, I think Ben could have done way better uh, to dive into a little bit of the personal stats. Um, Spencer played 66 minutes and he had 15 touches. So that's, to me, that's just not good enough. No, It's just not. You have to be more active. You have to agree. You have to show for the ball. Um I know he's new. I know he wasn't, you know, part of this squad, um, you know, as a signed player way back when. But at the same time, if you're going to go out there, you're going to play. You you got to show up, and you got to be better than that. So, I'm interested I'm, to see if they're going to play him right the next game because I mean, clearly yeah, yeah. Nate and Landon see something in him that they keep putting him up front and playing him as a starter. I mean, he's all he's been in the starting eleven for the past what three games. And we never yeah. see practice. That's true of all supporters, right? So yeah, it's we they obviously see some, but yeah, as you said, he keeps being the go-to starter for sixty minutes, and then they bring in uh, Irvin. He looks uh, nervous to me I on already, the ball, man. It's I would extrapolate weird. that Irvin is or part is still he's still not hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. we don't we don't know anything, but he scored, you know, the match before, and um, I mean, you not against Sacramento, but against Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And he, you'd think that, you know, he would start, you, you, you know, you ride the, you ride the hot, the hot striker. And uh, so you, I, just kind of extrapolating that, but I don't Tactics know. Tactics too. I don't know. You'd think, you'd think the way that Orange County plays, the way that LA plays. And I did find out from our wonderful locals happy hour call that we're going to change up and mix up for anybody who's not been able to join us. We're going to try and do some stuff to either make you available to join or, do a better job of broadcasting that. So for the, you locals who haven't joined us yet, do do please on Thursdays, um, you know, either in the afternoon or evening to talk to some of our players and coaches. Shannon brought up something that was really interesting is that Jake was supposed to start at L.A. And the reason she brought up for that was that um, that it was he does better off of uh, goal kicks specifically. So we had John in the roster and we said, hey. We're going to play Jake because Jake had a great week of practice, and we think that his tactics actually give us a better shot. So there is something there, and they said specifically they liked his link up with Ben Spencer up top. And as somebody who traditionally has played two roles in soccer, one of which is keeper because I'm six foot uh, whatever uh, and just lanky as as F my entire life, Um, but also uh, the other role I play is hold up tall striker. So those are literally the two roles I played on either end of the field that kind of complement each other. And so I'm much harder on both of those positions. Uh, keepers, much less so. Strikers, much more so. Especially hold up tall strikers like Ben. And I've seen great ones. Fernando Adi in, uh, in Portland is just a, a stellar example of like what that should look like. Um, and, and just the muscle and kind of the tenacity he throws into every challenge. Um, but in uh, Diamande, who, uh, who left LAFC today. I'm sorry, Jelly, uh, Jerry, on, on that. But it's... Uh, you know, it, it, there's there's some really great examples over time. Ben just hasn't shown it's me okay, what I want to see there. 
I want to see I want to see a turn and 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 just hard strike up in the corner. I want to see a you know that the keeper really has to parry out. That's the kind of thing that I want to see from him. I just haven't seen the kind of turn play. There's been some passing, but as Jerry, as uh, Steve said, sorry, the stats are um, <laughs> pretty pretty not in his favor to in terms of passes and and especially only half his passes essentially were completed so in terms of an acceptable pass so that's hard to see when you're trying to be the person who holds up and completes play you should be a a linker and and somebody links those passes and it seems like we're just not getting that link um and i don't you can't always throw that on one individual it's a team game but i will say it's just i want to see a little more there um whether it's getting him the ball in a better position or him getting into a better position, whatever that and, means, I think. And that's that's kind of where I fall down on it, for sure. And I think we're getting up on, on Spencer here, but I think I think Toomey had a pretty good game, but I think he's the kind of, to bring this to a U.S. national team sense, he's the kind of Charlie Davies to um, the Josie Altador. So he's not, he's the speedy guy who's going to run around or even and be Jordan active and be involved, yeah. and be involved, but um, I think he needs that kind of link-up guy to really, really shine. Um, and I, I think that's what, Ben was, you know, brought on to do, and maybe, you know, maybe keep writing, keep, keep, keep throwing him in there, and he'll improve. Um, He's obviously it, doing it, hopefully. Practice. But uh, yeah, Tumi, Tumi had a lot of touches. He was really involved. He had a lot of shots. Um, the one where he should have shot with his left, and he tried to drag it onto his right, just agonizing. Uh, We've all been there. It, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> in FIFA or otherwise, you really got to finish those chances. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe. If they're going to keep going with Spencer, maybe play Francis, but then you kind of have two speedy, you know, faster strikers um, compared to one holdup guy, one, one kind of more active guy. So um, I'm definitely interested to see how things may shift, especially against Phoenix. Um, and I think we'll get into that preview, but the, um, Phoenix is, they, they score goals. They're a good team. So we have obviously, I don't think or know we should expect to keep them to a clean sheet. Um, I think we're going to have to expect a score to um, get a result to, to get some points on the way home. So what's weird is I'm we're not mad at our, our back respect. line, right? Yeah. We had a two Oh loss and we're not at all mad at our back line. And I think it's more solid than ever. I'm really proud of the, the four to five individuals that run that thing or six, I guess, um, you know, in kind of rotation here, but yeah, Jerry, I, I, that's my takeaway. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I'm really interested to see when in the world we're going to be able to watch Steven Nazira in, in action. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. do have another forward we have yet to see. Yeah. And uh, I think it's time to give him a chance. I really was impressed with him in the preseason before, you know, when he was first announced, we had those games against FC Dallas. He played fantastic. Uh, he's just somebody that I'm really looking forward to see. I mean, again, I don't know. I'm not there when they're practicing Landon and, and, and Nate know better than all of us, but I mean, come on, guys. Give us what we want. <laughs> yeah. Shake it up. Shake yeah. it up a little bit. Maybe maybe, yeah, maybe not this next there. game. Yeah. Maybe not this one. Maybe then we'll wait yeah. a little bit. But <laughs> Maybe not against Phoenix. Maybe yeah. not against Phoenix. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, definition the of a shotgun target. Yeah. What? <laughs> we are going up against Darth Vader. We all realize that, right? As you have the uh, uh, Stormtrooper mask back there. Oh, God, this, is, this is a vaunted week, right? So I do say whatever the coaching staff decides, I'm with them 100% because <laughs> you're attacking a monster, a monolith here that you're you're trying to fight. So uh, all power to them in their strategy and suggestion this week. None of us know clearly what to do. So uh, we want to jump into the preview. We do, yeah. but I want to really quick give you guys a definition of a shot on target, shot on goal. Is any shot attempt oh, cool. to, yeah, that yes, would yes. Uh, that would or does enter the goal if left unblocked? So if ah. hitting if hitting the post or a crossbar uh, happens, then it's not a shot on goal. Got it. Got it. The ball deflects off the post it, it without passing the goal. It is technically on goal, literally on goal. But it's not but a not shot on goal. goal. No, that's interesting. Yeah, we learn something new every podcast. There you go. Yeah, so I think Drew even just previewed it a little bit, but uh, Phoenix this week is a humongous match. Um, we've recently dropped points from our group with uh, the loss to LA Galaxy two. In the loss to Orange County, so we really need to make up these points. Um, unfortunately, Phoenix is the class of USL Championship. Even though they didn't win last year, they lost in the playoffs. Um, that's just sometimes how playoffs are. That's why you know in most of world soccer, the winner of the season is the winner of everything in, in MLS, the Supporter Shield. Um, but 
Phoenix, they won 19 matches in a row last year. Um, that's not 19 unbeaten. That's 19-1 in a row. That's um, that's commendable. That's the longest streak in North American history for a professional to- soccer team. Um, that's, that's wrong. That's nothing to... Sorry, is that Steve. wrong? It's wrong. Oh, that's, a- <laughs> that's what I was telling you about, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to. Oh. Uh, professional soccer, I mean, you, you do have to consider... I mean, unless you don't consider indoor soccer. Uh, the soccer's... San Diego soccer, forty eight games. Oof. There's no, well, there's no, uh, to that. there's no ties. An elder Vasiliadis would have a issue with you. Uh, yeah, there's no ties in arena soccer, so it's win or lose, and it's forty eight it. games winning. That's gnarly. Streak. Yeah. Look at that Easter egg, Jerry. Look at that Easter egg. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but go ahead. But uh, I think I think it's it still stands that they they are an incredible team. They score. Um, they just beat New Mexico United 5-3, 5-2, I'm sorry. Uh, before that, they won 3-1. They opened the season against Portland Timbers 6-1. Uh, they, their first match back after the COVID break was 4-0. Um, Jeez. They, they score goals. They, they're a phenomenal team. They score goals. They hold. They have a great defense. They're coached well. Um, they, they were first in the Western Conference last year by like 20, 25 points and like that. So they... Uh, very, very, very good team. Um, and Orange County, who we just played, uh, drew them once and then actually won once. But the, the game they what? won, they actually oh, played. Um, they actually played a half with uh, Phoenix as a, had a red card, so they were obviously at a disadvantage and they lost that game. But um, yeah, this is a it's it's a huge test. It is a humongous test. Um, and so we'll see how the team responds. I just pictured Landon Donovan and the whiteboard going like this. Okay, guys, this is what we're going to do for this game. Okay, we're going to be facing up against Phoenix. The plan is draw Reds as many as we can <laughs> possibly get out of them. That's what we're going to do because that's when they lose. When they don't yeah. have 11 the people on the field. Jersey, bro. When they don't have 11 on the field, that is when we will beat them. So make sure to dive. As much as humanly possible. <laughs> a lot of watching uh, Olympic diving this week. Um, you know, it got canceled. It was supposed to be going on right now, probably. Uh, I guess. So. So, yeah, so what I'm, ta- uh, I'm trying to tell you uh, is, Irvin Para is starting. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Man gets penalties. I will say that he knows how yes, to win Yes, he a does. Penalty, so. And we in, uh, San, we, in San we in San Diego obviously have. Uh, Something against those zonies. So I think this is also a. I'm very against manufacturing rivalry, so I refuse to use the that word to describe the game. But I think there's a little extra something behind this, um, in that, you know, those zonies. Um, but you have to respect them. You have to respect the team. You have to respect their ability. Um, I'm super interested to see how you know Landon's gonna prepare for an away game against a team that um, their class. Are we going to sit back and bunker and try to maybe counter and get a point? Um, yeah. Are Are we going to take it to them? Or are we going to counter press just like we did against um, Orange County? Are we going to try to control the ball and slow the game down like we did against Sacramento? Kind of how are we going to play this? And I'm super interested. So actually, we'll cor- correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. I know you have something you want to say, but correct me if I'm wrong on this one. I feel like in the beginning of this season, Landon mentioned that he wanted to play. Totally different at home from how he was going to play. That's literally what I was going to say. Okay. All right. <laughs> in interviews, he said that. Yeah. He literally said he wants to play at Phoenix, not at Phoenix, but like, we're going to play different. I think he even said in an interview, like, at Phoenix than we would at home. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, Delu uh, would point out here that. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to, just to hamp on your point, Jelly, uh, that. I believe that we will play different than we have at home where we're a little bit more trying to attack. And especially in that first half against Orange County, one of those goes in, two of those go in totally different game, like completely different game. We just didn't yeah. put our shots yeah. in the corner. We just put but, a little bit more in the center of the frame. And so, same, yeah. Hey, but credit where, cre- time, like, credit where credit is due. See what I did there? Their goalkeeper was fantastic in Orange County. Yeah, yeah, I'm true. just saying. I was gonna say. So good. I was gonna say. I don't think we gave enough credit to Orange County. They are a phenomenal team. They are a great team. They 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 took you know four points from six from Phoenix, the team we're about to play and the team we're praising so much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Drew, I would say to maybe counter that point is, you know, we took it to Orange County, even though that match was at home. Like you, you, one could even argue that home advantage versus away advantage is definitely mitigated during this this pandemic season. But um, you know, the kind of the point, like we could take it to Phoenix and try to score a goal early and change the complexion complexity of the game, given how good that first half went. If we come out and we if we come out and play first 25, 30 minutes like we did, you know, minutes 10 to 45 there, and we score a quick goal, we we could change things up. So I'm super interested to see is it gonna be a sit back and kind of what Landon said, you know, play different at home versus away, or did the pandemic kind of change that? So Go ahead, yeah. um, he, or was that just a sheet? Like, was he like just like hiding? Was he like, oh, I'm gonna say this, but that's just a Easter egg to screw with him? Or like again, does he feel confident and like, hey, we didn't do it this Wednesday, so I know my guys. They did almost it, so let's let's go, let's push the pedal. So I'm with you. Like, uh, let's see where this goes. Yeah, we're uh, running out of time here. Actually, it looks like running out of space too in our memory card, so we got to hurry this one up Uh-oh. before it shuts down. Oh. Yeah, but let's. We might just come back, delete other stuff, and re-record this. So seven don't worry to about nothing. It. That's what. <laughs> that's, that's your. That's your. Uh, so you think it's gonna be seven to nothing? I'm not saying which side. Let's just move on. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn it, Steve. <laughs> soccer touch, Mister Steve. Steve Blockoff. I'll go. <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll go there, and I'll say. I'll say one one. I'll say we will gladly take a point out of Phoenix. Um, I think we'll mm-hmm. score. And I think they'll sneak one in. Um, I think one 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 would be a great result against Phoenix to hold them against uh, that that low scoring. Um, and you have to think about points and points against in, in conference, so or in group. Yeah. So I think one one is a is a really good result against a class opponent. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, I don't do that, so I don't I don't yeah. do. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. We'll find I'm, I'm going to opt out with Jerry this week be, with my 7 nothing. We'll we'll stand by it, but it's mainly in jest due to the fact that I don't want to think too hard about it. Okay. So beyond that, as we're running out of time, I just really wanted to wrap up what we said we definitely wanted to lead into, and I will use a better voice and go down to this. So if you stay around, oh. you get a more baritone voice. And send my tenor voice that I normally talk in because it's faster. Um, so... We are going to, in the next week or so, (laughs) share email, be sending you um, a link to an app called Discord. This app is our intent to interface and kind of create a space where you as members can come to us as just leadership or just humans, right? And express yourself as loyal fans, as locals. Uh, and have a place where it's kind of us as members. We, we intended when we sold you your membership, part of that was we said we would include forums. Um, this is a fulfillment of that. So the idea is that this would be kind of like a forum, but it's more in practice like a chat room um, and something that you can install around your phone via an app and works fantastic. So we'll be sending that out at the bottom of your emails, kind of like at the bottom of this podcast, and uh, just stay tuned. So join in. Uh, there'll be a kind of brief period where we're still figuring it out and letting you in. So if you're somebody who's more like, I like to join when things are settled, maybe wait a couple weeks. Uh, if you're somebody who's like, I like to be on the bleeding edge, just check your emails here in the next week or so, and you'll see kind of a link. Not kind of a link. It'll be an actual link. Uh, not link from Zelda, but you know, a link to a website um, that leads you into the app. And then you can join uh, our, our Discord server via the app and uh Start talking to people like me. Hopefully not me, because I'm going on too long, right? You want to yeah, talk? Yeah, you are. Me? We gotta go. So. We yeah. gotta, we gotta go, go, go. No, but that's awesome. Oh, uh, oh yeah. What? How about you? Oh, we had we had new shirts this week. Oh, we did. Go check them out. The locals backslash. What shop? Shop. Yes. Nice. It's called the bazaar, but you can Bones use bazaar. slash shop to get there. It's easier. So bazaar. People don't know if it's one A or two A's or three A's. So. Yeah, friendly reminder, happy hour as well. Change Thursday uh, is going to be a little bit later, 6.30? 6.30. We're going to try to capture a different crowd. Uh, we've been doing 4.30s for the past couple of months. Um, we think uh, people who maybe can't get off work or something like that, we want to give an opportunity to a different um, different different people who couldn't make it before. So 6.30 uh, starting next week. Um, we don't know who the guests are yet, but we will get that information soon and we will communicate it to you earlier than we have uh, earlier than three hours before. So <laughs> that's yeah. on us. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything else? We're good? Everybody? That's it. Oh. All right. That's going to do it. We're good. What episode was By it? Episode nine? Oh, yeah. Nine. Oh, man. Episode nine. 
All right. Thank you guys for hanging Nine. in there. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that one. Cheers. And we will talk to you guys uh, hopefully very, very soon. Uh, again, remember, San Diego Loyal, Phoenix Rising this weekend, Saturday at 7 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. 7.30. 7.30. Mm. There you go. 7 p.m. Arizona time. 7 p.m. Make sure you hang out on Facebook. Just kidding. It's our time. With the match, match day live. All right. That's it. That's going to do it for us. For Mr. Drew Steck and Mr. Steve Brokoff. My name is Jerry Jimenez. See you guys later. Bye.